welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, the weekly show for nomads, work campers, RVers, and entrepreneurs looking to earn a living or build a business while enjoying the RV lifestyle. This week's host is Kimberly Crossland. Let's settle in and enjoy the RV Entrepreneur Podcast brought to you by RV Life. This episode is sponsored by Wholesale Warranties. Protecting your RV investment means being ready for anything. An extended RV warranty from Wholesale Warranties is the best way to make sure that if an RV failure happens, you can afford to get back to enjoying the RV life as soon as possible. RV warranties are available for motorhomes, fifth wheels, and travel trailers, new and used, across the U.S. Visit WholesaleWarranties.com for a free personalized RV warranty quote today and hit the road with peace of mind tomorrow. This episode is sponsored by RV Flex Repair. Don't let a damaged RV roof keep you from hitting the open road. RV Flex Repair by Ziolo is the perfect solution for RV owners who want to keep their vehicles in top condition. Our easy to use complete RV roofing system can be applied in just one coat and is compatible with other products for added flexibility. Plus, with lifetime warranty and free shipping, you can have peace of mind knowing your RV roof will last as long as your own vehicle. Visit RVFlexRepair.com today and join the thousands of other satisfied RV owners who have already restored their roofs with RV Flex Repair. Welcome back to another episode of the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host for this week, Kimberly Crossland, and I am so excited to be bringing you the conversation that I just had with Carol Karimi Akat. Carol is an Emmy-winning producer and the founder of Luxury in the Outdoors. She's also super passionate about exploring the outdoors in her vintage RV, and throughout her time camping around the country, Carol noticed a distinct gap in the market with the quality of camping goods. After looking without luck for quality, well-designed, luxury camping goods, she decided to fill that gap by starting her business. Today, she continues to work in both television production and as an entrepreneur while pursuing RV adventures with her family. And I have to say, this conversation was so, so good. You're going to get so much out of this episode, especially if you've ever thought about jumping into a product-based business from your RV. Listen in and then come and tell us inside the Facebook group which areas stood out to you the most, and what were your big aha moments. I cannot wait to continue the conversation over there, but for now, let's jump right into that conversation. Thank you so much for joining me, Carol. I'm really, really, really excited for this conversation because it's not often that we have a product-based business owners on, and it's just such a compelling business model to talk about when it comes to the RV lifestyle. So before I get too far ahead of myself, why don't you give us a little bit of background about who you are, what you do, and and help us get to know you just a little bit better. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So where did I start? Well, I'll try to keep this compressed, but I, I went to the University of Colorado Boulder in business school, and that's really where my love of camping grew. I did my first backpacking trip there, and then there's all kind of outdoor activities and I, I think that's when I really became like an outdoor person. And then I went back to New Orleans, which is where I'm from, worked in tourism marketing for a while. And then I went to film school, which is really has always been an, an interest of mine, directed some documentaries. And then I moved to LA, started working in television and unscripted. So mostly documentary, unscripted genres. 
And in California, you know, we have access to so many amazing national parks, state parks, campgrounds, hikes. And fortunately, you know, I met my husband early on when I moved to Los Angeles. He loved to camp, so we camped. And then once we had kids, all of our friends loved to camp. So it just kind of kept going and um, we just never stopped. So it's, it's one of our favorite things to do is to get out in nature. So my inspiration for luxury outdoors was basically just from years of experience camping with kids. And, you know, the main objective when you have kids is how do you feed them? <laughs> and then we're always traveling with a lot of families. So all the moms were always like preparing food constantly for all these mouths to feed, which was really fun. But you have to get into a rhythm and an organization like a process, an organizational process to keep camping with kids smooth. And one part of camping is the picnic table, right? That's the heart center of the campsite. That's where everything happens. That's where you cook. That's where you eat. That's where you hang out. And at first I was just bringing sort of old cloth, tablecloths that I had. And I would bring several of them because they would get dirty. And that wasn't really a great way to go about it. And then, and then I saw like, oh, a camping tablecloth that you can wipe off. I bought a cheap one in a store and I realized well, this is a piece of junk because you wipe it, it tears, and then you got to throw it away. I'm like, that's really not useful and wasteful. And so I also noticed in the marketplace, I'm like, wow, why is nothing cute? Like <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> stylish that I felt like would make my life easier while I was camping. And so literally I just said, you know what? I'm starting my own company. That's what I'm going to do. And so our flagship product is our tablecloth. And that's been a big hit. So the idea behind the tablecloth is super hardcore material. You can literally, like I have a picture of it, like floating in a, a river, a rushing river. Like it's hardcore. <laughs> and the length is long enough to fit an eight foot table, which is the majority of tables you'll find in any campground. And then it's also the correct width, which is 47 inches. So it's kind of one size fits all. We will be coming out with longer tablecloths and also customers can special order a particular length if they like. So we started there and then we've been expanding our product line. And I basically expand the product line based on what I think people would like to have and what makes sense and what's durable and what's for high quality. So we're all about high quality and products that last for a long time because I think it's better to buy something once than having to keep buying it over and over. And that's like very wasteful. And part of our philosophy is also being sustainable. So, you know, we, we want to keep products that are sort of lifelong products rather than buy them one year, throw them away the next. Yeah. Gosh, so much that I love about your story. But two really core things stand out to me. First is that you saw a gap in the market and you said, you know what, I'm going to fill it because I can't be the only one that's feeling like I need a better tablecloth for the campgrounds. It's more durable. It, it's not wasteful and I don't have to pack 10,000 <laughs> cloth tablecloths. But then also that you've aligned your product with something that's bigger than quote unquote, just a tablecloth. There's a mission behind it. It's that sustainability. And so I just think it's really, really cool. And I love You've started a whole business out of this. It's a really great story. So thank you for sharing all of those details. Let's go back a little bit to where you were when you very first moved to LA. You said you moved from Colorado. 
I love Colorado. I also know there's tons of great camping in California that I have not yet tapped into. So I'm probably going to have to pick your brain about that a little bit more. But when you moved to LA, you were working in television and you were working in production. And you still do you still work in television and production? Is that right? Yes, I do. How does that role translate over to being an entrepreneur? Like, where's the overlap between the two? Because I'm sure that there's tons of overlap. Yeah. I just want to go back to our previous question real quick about our philosophy, which is definitely yeah. sustainability. But but the main philosophy of luxury in the outdoors is the whole idea of the company is to help people get outside. So if I can make that mom's experience, taking her kids, traveling with friends to that campsite for a couple of nights easier, then she'll do it again. And I think there's nothing more important than immersing yourself in nature. And that is the entire philosophy behind luxury in the outdoors. It's not just about selling stuff. It's really why are we selling this? And it's really to make your life easier and to encourage you to go have fun in nature. So that's one little detail. And then when I moved to LA, I was coming from New Orleans. So I went to the University of Colorado Boulder, moved back home to New Orleans, worked in tourism and marketing there, and then went to grad school. And then I moved to LA with my first TV job. So I'm a, I'm a television producer. I was an editor for a long time and also direct my own films and also direct as a producer. The one thing you have to be as a producer is really flexible. You have to be nimble on your feet. You have to pivot constantly. You have to think of new ideas, like what am I missing? What's a better way to tell the story? It's an incredibly creative job. And that is everything an entrepreneur needs. You have to actually kind of look outside of the box and see what's going on outside of you to produce a TV show, right? Or to produce a documentary. And that's the same thing that entrepreneurs have to do. So it's really the same skill set. I don't think people realize how many skills producers need to actually complete a show or complete a film. It takes a lot of different skills. It's technical, creative, managerial, and you have to be flexible. You have to be flexible. Yeah, absolutely. And especially when you have that that unique eye for the details and, and that storyline, how it's all weaving together. And I love how you pointed out in Luxury in the Outdoors, how part of your storyline that goes beyond just, again, I put that in air quotes because I don't like the word just, but sometimes it feels mm-hmm. like a product-based business can be just the commodity, but it's not that. And especially with your story, and I'm really glad that you shared that about encouraging people to get outside, making it more accessible, making it more approachable, something that's just a little bit easier, especially for us as moms, because you and I are both moms. So we understand the memories are made around the picnic table, like you said. And if we can make that experience easier, I feel that we ourselves as moms are going to have better memories. It's going to be less of like this hustle and bustle and doing everything. We can actually come up for air and enjoy our vacation. So The fact that that is your storyline with your brand, and then I just believe that your experience as a producer has really fueled that. And so I think it's really interesting. I'm glad that you said it the way you did, because that's exactly what I was hoping you would say. It's so compelling. (laughs) You've also won an Emmy, haven't you? I don't believe you've shared that yet. I have. Yes. No, I I have. I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah, I feel very grateful for having that experience. You know, Hollywood television, it's a really, really tough business. 
You work really long hours. Sometimes it's a thankless job, incredible deadlines. It's probably one of the hardest jobs you can have that people don't realize. And, you know, to be nominated, which I was fortunately nominated twice and to win once is kind of amazing. And I don't take that for granted. And I do feel incredibly lucky because you know what, sometimes you get to be on the right project at the right time. And then it's the right timing for people to recognize that project. So there's a lot of incredibly talented people working in Hollywood that may never get an Emmy, but that doesn't mean they're not awesome, you know? So I realize like there's some luck involved. It's a nice thing to have to remind you of like, oh yeah, all those decades of work have paid off, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I also think you're very humble. You absolutely deserve to have won and you can own that a little bit too. Yeah. I I just think that there's a lot there. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, Let's move back into your camping world because this is the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. And so let's look at your camping style. Tell us a little bit about your rig. What do you guys camp in? Where do you guys like to go? So we have a Shasta Air Flight. We bought the reissue of the Shasta Air Flight that they issued in 2015. And so they only made, I want to say the number is something like 1,942. Like a strange number like that, because I think that's the year the Shasta came out. So there's a limited number, but we were lucky enough. Some friends of ours had just bought the same one and we were looking at it. We went over to, to see it at their house and like, done, <laughs> this thing is amazing. So it's 19 feet long. Super compact, right? So it's a a tiny bit tight as our girls are getting much taller, but it sleeps four very comfortably, you know, has a bathroom, shower combo, has the refrigerator, the kitchen, gas stove, has all the basics, everything you need. And what I love about having a 19 foot rig is that we can camp in a tent spot, in most tent spots. And we usually camp off grid. So we're usually not hooked in. My husband spent a lot of time converting our solar panel so that it charges a new lithium battery. So we're actually solar powered when we're off grid, which is amazing. Really highly recommend that if anyone's thinking about doing it, it works beautifully. Those batteries are really powerful. So that's how we kind of roll. We like the flexibility of having a smaller trailer. It's easier to park. You can kind of Park in parking lots, you know, when you have to stop, you know, to take a break from the drive. And um, yeah, and we usually always 90% of the time we're traveling with friends. We, we're lucky to have such a big community of people who love to camp. So we'll kind of plan ahead and we'll pick some random weekends and we'll make reservations. Sometimes we have to cancel, but at least we have it on the books to try to, you know, all go together. And we, Usually you're in Southern California. We hit Yosemite almost every year. The other spots we like to go to are El Capitan, Leo Carrillo, once in a while, Ojai, which is super close to us in Los Angeles. And then a couple of years ago, we took an epic trip where we, we hit all of the West, all of the national parks in like Colorado, Utah, and Arizona. So I actually read an article for RV Life podcast about how to hit seven national parks in 14 days. And it's totally doable. Yeah. Without being totally crazy because they're all right there. Maybe we can link to that in the show notes. Yeah. I just made a note of that. (laughs) Yeah. So we hit Zion, Grand Canyon, 
Canyonlands, Arches. I can't think of the rest, but we hit all those like together. It was amazing. Oh, how fun. This is what I love to do with kids because you get to take them to these incredible places and it's really special. You know, it's you get them off the phone. Everyone's off their devices. We actually play games. We actually play Scrabble. <laughs> that that does not happen when we're at home in Los Angeles. Like never will we sit down and play a game. But in the trailer, we sit at our table and we play Scrabble and Monopoly. Like it can't get better than that. So yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. My kids are five and seven. We just started to play like Uno and some of those games. And it's just so much fun to just have those experiences where it's just so back to the basics. And I don't know, there's something so refreshing about it. I I love it. I love it. I love it. So I can imagine though, working in television, working in production, creating the documentaries that you do, and also being an entrepreneur of luxury in the outdoors, when you're camping, you want to be camping and you want to just decompress and have those experiences with your girls and be able to go hike and be outside and and soak in all of nature. How do you manage your business from the road? Do you tap into it when you're traveling or do you fully log off? How do you juggle everything? So um, I have the business set up that I have a company that ships out for me, which is so valuable. So I don't have to worry if orders come in. Like I don't have to physically manage that myself. And then I use Shopify for my shop, which I love Shopify. It works really well. And then I have two apps on my phone. So I have the app that manages the store and then an app that manages any sort of customer service chats. So that's really nice. And if I'm going to be in a place where I'm offline, I'll make sure that on my chat, that it says, oh, we're closed right now. Like if I can't manage that communication and also people can email, which I can usually get those within a day or two. So yeah, I've kind of set up the business so that I don't have to physically do everything at every minute of the day. Although every minute of the day can be taken up by starting a new business, which it, it is sometimes. So, but I love it. It's really fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is that balance and that juggle. You don't go to necessarily the full hookup type campgrounds all the time, but I can imagine that sometimes you do. And when you do, or wherever you're camping, there's probably some sort of a store, not always, but sometimes there's a store, there's some kind of a a campground location that serves the people in the area. When you're camping, do you ever go and pitch to them? Because you carry your products wholesale as well, don't you? Yeah, actually, I always talk to the stores and my kids love the camp stores. Are you kidding? That's one of their favorite parts about going camping is to get to go over there and buy ice cream. I'm always pitching. I'm always sort of working like our camping trips, are work trips, because we're always taking photographs. Everything's a, an opportunity for our product photos, which is really important to have a lot of those. You can't really have enough of the photos and videos. You know, as far as managing it, I, I usually like to write down goals of what I want to accomplish on that trip for Lido. And then I will try to do it on certain days or a couple of hours or here or there. And I'm always squeezing in photographs all the time. So yeah, I mean, I guess it's, I love doing it so much that it doesn't really feel like work. I just feel really passionate about this business. And I hope that people eventually feel the same way I do about it. But I do sell wholesale. 
you know, one of our goals is to get into as many camp stores as possible because I feel like people would really love to find our products when they are trying to find something they forgot or like, oh, wow, they have a tablecloth or they have these really great, you know, wine tumblers that can use cold drinks, soft drinks, like wine, whatever, ice. The kids can use them because they can drink out of straws. They work like sippy cups. So anyway, yes, I definitely talk to everyone. (laughs) That's good. No, I think that's really important. And sometimes I can imagine it's a little bit of a balance of like wanting to have that time off. But when you're so passionate about what you have to offer and that story behind the brand, that's why I wanted to open up our conversation talking about that story because you can hear in your voice and it's so understandable just why this means so much to you and why it means so much to the people who are buying from you or putting your products in their stores. There's this need to inspire people to get outside and specifically to inspire more families and more kids to get outside as we're getting so attached to technology just to be able to take that break. So I absolutely love that about your brand. I absolutely love that about the story behind Lido or luxury in the outdoors. And I I just think it's so important. So I'm glad that you shared that. Let's do the hardest and the best part of being in the RV space and being an entrepreneur, especially as a camper. So we can start with the bad and end with the good. What do you think is the hardest part about being an RV entrepreneur? So when we're on the road, and like I said, every camping trip is a work trip. Yeah, there is a balance because you want to have fun. You want to relax. And as soon as I get to the campground, I feel relaxed, probably because I'm like surrounded by trees. And I think it's important to schedule it out. So decide, you know what, I'm going to get up early and I'm going to go walk over to the camp store and chat with the owner, or I'm going to take some photographs. Because for me, the most time consuming part for me is the videos and the photographs. So my husband and I will get up early before the kids are up and like take some photos with the early morning light. So I think it's nice to say, okay, from like seven to nine, I'm going to just work on after I have my coffee, of course, but you know, I'm going to (laughs) work on, you know, get this list done and then have the other time off. And then, yeah, I think you just need to space out your day that works for you. Because I think if you're trying to do everything all at once all the time, it is very stressful. And then everything's kind of half done because you can't focus on one task. So yeah. I like that. That having those systems in place and just mentally knowing, okay, we're going to do this at this time. And then we're going to allow ourselves the permission to unwind and use those wine tumblers that you're talking about to, you know, sip wine around the campfire at night. And then you have that permission slip and have those (laughs) systems in place. What do you find to be the best part about being an RV entrepreneur? I mean, the best part is creating a company that I feel passionate about. I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's really true. Because I think if you don't wake up thinking about your company and how to make it bigger, better, how to grow it, you know, how to introduce people to it, then it might not be the right company for you to do because it takes so much time and effort to launch a company. And there's a lot of barriers. You know, marketing is really hard. It's expensive. And, you know, we are bootstrapping this ourselves. So we're doing this all on our own. So we have to be very strategic about where we spend our marketing money. You know, what's our best bank for our buck? And I'm sure there are a lot of people out there in the same boat. And I think it's also okay to like take it slower. 
Like if you're not a startup where you have $50 million given to you to like do your startup, it's kind of hard to compete with those guys, right? So you have to kind of do it at your own pace in your own way. And that's okay. Because at least you're doing it. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So, so good to have the permission slip to go a little bit slower, which is, I think, a relief for so many people, especially when you are, like you said, you're looking at these people with millions of dollars worth of investment behind them. And of course, they're going faster. They're just in a different lane. And that makes sense. So just understanding where you are and taking that time to go slower and really find what's going to work best for you is such good advice. So thank you for that. Do you have any other top tips for people wanting to start a business and specifically wanting to start a business that will let them RV either part-time or full-time, doesn't matter, but just be able to get outside and and really embrace nature? I was going to add also about building your own business, whether it's an RV business or another one is, you know, the media will focus on stories that it sounds like so-and-so was an overnight success. And usually that's not true at all. Like if you work in Hollywood, people who get success, like they're in 20 years, they're at least in 10 years. It's just how it goes. And sure, there's a couple of overnight success stories that you'll hear, but the truth of the matter is it requires tenacity. You got to keep doing and keep doing hopefully what you enjoy doing so that if you're doing it, it doesn't always matter like exactly where you wind up. So I would say that's the same with any sort of business you want to start as an RVer. One, make sure you can do it mobile, like with your computer, that you don't have to physically be in the same place. And it seems like a lot of businesses are like that now, which is great because we're all interconnected. And I think be patient with yourself. You know, we have to like plant the seeds, water it, make sure it gets sunlight and then see which ones sprout. Like, I think there's this misnomer out there that you should get everything instantly and really nothing in life that's worth doing is instant. So yeah, just having patience, I think, with your dreams and then going for it, like one step at a time, you can only do so much in, you know, the 12 hours you have a day of being awake. (laughs) So yeah, no, absolutely. And it's like that whole uh, analogy of the roots go down first before you see the flower come up and blossom. It's that same thing of overnight success is a myth. It absolutely is. And so I'm really glad that you pointed that out. That's really, really, really important. And also to have that patience with yourself. It will be more fun in the long run if you're patient with yourself and you really enjoy what you're doing. So it's a very, very important point to make. Well, Carol, it's so good to learn more about your business, learn more about you, and then also just to feel that passion for luxury in the outdoors. Where can we find you? Where can we get your products? Where can we find your story, follow along, see those pictures that we now know are being taken in the morning at the campsite? Where can we follow you? (laughs) Our website is litoluxury.com, L-I-T-O luxury.com. And then on, you can follow us on social media, we have the same handle for each one. So Luxury in the Outdoors on Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook. And yeah, please follow us and check us out. And just the one little detail I forgot to mention was it is also about luxury. Like there's something really nice sitting around the campfire, having a nice cup that works and keeps your wine at the right temperature or your cocktail or your orange juice, whatever you're drinking, or keeps your coffee hot, 
that's cute. It matches your, you know, your tablecloth. You've got pretty lights at nighttime. It created nice ambiance for the people you're hanging out with. I think those little things in life matter because, you know, those are sacred moments. And I think that we should make everything special. So like, if you're going to have a meal around the table, why not make sure it looks nice? Because <laughs> it does feel more special. Yes. Elevate that experience outside. I'm all about it. I think that's so, it's so nice. And that's what will be tied to those memories is that feeling of comfort and hominess and just, yeah, it's, it's really, really, really important. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much for being on with us. And I'm just so excited to continue to follow your journey and maybe we'll bump into each other at a campground soon. I hope so. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. That was such a good conversation with Carol. Don't you agree? I just loved the way that she talked about her tenacity and to make sure that you can do your business from the road, set up those systems, get things going so that you can also have that time to go outside and explore and really soak up, as Carol says, the luxury in the outdoors. If you want to learn more about Carol and her company, Luxury in the Outdoors, definitely go and check out those show notes. She's got a special deal there for you. And you can go and learn more about all of her adventures. She is absolutely so fascinating. And admittedly, we have actually spent hours together just chit-chatting over on Zoom because she's just such a great person and great human, great entrepreneur, everything just to lean into. So definitely go take a look at what she's creating. And I have a feeling you are going to be so intrigued by everything that she has. Thank you for tuning in to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. Feel free to hit that subscribe button so you're always notified about any new episode that comes your way and leave a review on Apple. That helps other RV entrepreneurs find this podcast and really get to know more about how they can grow their business from the road. And finally, we love to connect with you as hosts. So go into that RV entrepreneur Facebook group, come and say hello, come and connect, and let's continue this conversation between episodes. Until next time.